At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello, this is Ross Dunn, and before episode 420 begins, I want to share some deeply sad news. My dear friend and co-host of the SEO 101 podcast for the past 11 years, John Carcutt, passed away suddenly and unexpectedly on November 8th, 2021. The following episode was recorded prior to his passing, which is why the loss is not noted. The following episode, 421 will include a significant segment on the loss of a great man and friend, and a little levity, which he would have appreciated. And now, with further ado, episode 420. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.fm, episode number 420. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company senior SEO, Scott Van Ack. All right, well, let's jump into this. Uh, some non-SEO news here, although it's sort of SEO, but Google search consoles overcounted mobile experience data for four months. Interesting. What's what? Tell me all about this. Yeah. So if you have been looking at your mobile page experience data in Google Search Console lately, it is most likely wrong. Apparently, data has been overcounted between June 29th and November 1st. So uh, effective November 1st, all data should be back to normal. But it, prior to that, yeah, your your page experience data is wrong. So flat out wrong. So I don't know what else to say about it. Just, you know, another weekly bug at Google and, uh, and yeah, it's good times, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we're not involved and having to deal with it. Yeah. That's you know, good. it's, it's one bug after another, not sure what's going on. That's, this seems pretty major. I'm guessing there are a lot of people that will not be pleased with this, but, uh, hmm. I don't know. You just have to expect it these days, I guess. It seems there's always some kind of reporting issue in Search Console lately. Hey, Google has to keep their support department uh, busy and happy. We, they do. You know, you've got to keep your you know, people employed. So justify. Make some, yeah, make some. Maybe it's the programmers. Man, I got to justify my job. I'm just going to break a few things. And, <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and, oh, look at that. Well, I know how to fix that. <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's jump into some SEO news here. Plugin links are appearing at the top of search results. I have not seen this. Is this just in the States? I, I don't know. I saw this one. I put a little screenshot here, which nobody listening in internet world here can hear us, but um, <laughs> it will be in the show notes. There we go. Perfect. It, um, it was in one of the forums. I think it was one of the local search forums. Uh, somebody had posted it and they had done a search for WordPress plugins and it didn't come up for me. And so someone had suggested best WordPress plugins. So I tried that and sure enough, it did. And uh, what's happened is there's a little, uh, it's not really a knowledge panel. I don't even know what you'd call it. It's this little strip across the top of the search results. And in this case, it came up with uh, WP Rocket and WPML. I think it's kind of blurry because I scaled the image down and I don't have it in front of me. Um, and then if you click either of those icons, it changes the search results to be relevant to those WordPress plugins. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I tried a whole bunch of other searches. I can't get, get it to come up with anything except for best WordPress plugins. So do a search on Google, take a look and uh, see if you see that popping up. I am not even sure what to call it. It's just something changed. <laughs> um, well, it, they got to keep us mystery. on our toes. There you go. It, it, maybe it'll be even cooler. Maybe they're going to add some more stuff. But I don't think I've ever seen that happen, though, where Google has basically put a bunch of buttons that link to other search queries and the results for those. Um, so maybe they're just yeah, testing something I don't know. WPML or whatever it is um, is not something that I, I'm aware of using. But we do use WP Rocket, which is what they show there. Uh, interesting. I, is it an indication of what's the most popular in plugins? That's how it'd be really intri intriguing if that's the case. And, yeah, and it's very well, WP Rocket, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, could you imagine if, you're, if your website or your, your plugin or maybe apps are going to show up there, who knows? Uh, if you're featured there, that's a pretty, uh, a pretty good selling feature, really. Google's putting a lot of trust in you, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, interestingly, if I go back, the first one's an ad in terms of the organic below it uh, is an ad for Jetpack. And the next one is WP Beginner and then HubSpot and really just about plugins. So they don't get any other real estate on the page. And you would, I would kind of expected there'd be a little more description about what they are. I, I think they're testing this. It doesn't look like it's very useful. I mean, there's no. a lot of plugins. So why those in particular? And I mean, there should be some more context. Anyway. Yeah, I, I'm assuming like this has got to be pretty new. I think it was posted to the forums yesterday, if I remember correctly. So maybe we'll hear more about this in the near future with uh, other examples. <laughs> All right. And uh, you filled in a bunch of these. So why don't you take the next one too? Yeah. So if you are using structured data, which you should be, um, Google has removed 12 structured data fields from their help documents recently. So uh, just a few little markups here that you might want to know about if you're using them. Uh, you can certainly keep all of these. I'll go through them real quick. You can keep them all. You don't have to remove them, but just know they're not doing anything for Google. Uh, so there were three uh, that were affected. The first was the how-to markup. Uh, so you'll see how-to markup co commonly used on like WikiHow is the, the big one that comes to mind. But you know, all those how-to type DIY websites, that sort of thing, when you're giving out instructions on how to do stuff. And they've removed the description field. Uh, why? I don't know why that one specifically has been removed, but it is gone. So <laughs> you could use abstract instead, I suppose, or, or whatever you like. But uh, that description field not doing anything anymore. Uh, the next one that's been affected was QA page. So where QA page would come in handy would be 
on sites that uh, basically have like a single question with multiple answers. So user generated content sites are the most common, like uh, answers.com, Quora, Stack Exchange, that sort of thing where a user submits a question, everybody else submits answers. And then six of the uh, data fields have been removed from that. Uh, suggested answer.author, main entity, dot date created. Uh, I could go through these, but you probably don't yeah. care. They're kind of boring. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of them. And then special announcement also has had some stuff removed a provider, audience, uh, service type, address, and category. And uh, again, special announcement you'd probably use if you're like a school district announcing school closures or an announcement related to COVID or you know, any number of special short-term announcements. So if you use any of those markups, you might want to uh, just take a look at that and see if you're marking that stuff up. And if you're not and you, you add the markup, you can skip those fields now. So uh, that was posted over at Search Engine Land, but it's also, I don't have the actual Google link handy, but uh, that will be posted in the help documents at Google, so. And you know what? Keep in mind too, that part of the reason for not removing these is they're not using them now. Who knows what they're doing next year? Uh, <laughs> Heaven knows that there is nothing stable about Google's choices uh, from apps we use all the time getting completely shut down out of the blue to, well, I guess they usually give warning, but still for no obvious reason to complete changes in the algorithm. I mean, this is not something I would be too concerned about removing. Doesn't look if, if they're not using them right now, who cares? That's why they've removed them from their help documents. But just the same, I think it's, 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 a good thing to keep in there if you've got them and you know don't spend any time adding them but uh yeah it's certainly no harm in keeping them there yeah exactly i wouldn't add them but there could be other places that are using them, like maybe bing or lycos i don't know <laughs> somebody somebody might be using them so no no sense rushing to get rid of them okay the next one up is um about job seekers it says help job seekers understand your job postings by including a complete description well, that seems not so obvious, <laughs> being sarcastic. Anyway, Google has uncovered an opportunity and decided to share it in the Google Search Central blog. Quote, in the description section of a posting in the jobs experience on Google Search, we only present text that is included in the description property. That is why it's important to include information about job qualification, skills, benefits, etc., in the description field. You do not need to remove the more specific fields such as qualifications but just ensure that you also include this data in the description property itself, unquote. That's redundant, isn't it? But well, so be it, I guess yeah. it's, it's one of those things. If someone's reading that first, then it's, there's a certain benefit in making it simpler for them to get to that info. Yeah, absolutely. And this is you know primarily in, in the structured markup again. So it, it's nice to see that Google is, you know, without question, pulling data from that markup and using that. So yeah, in your, in your jobs markup, yeah, yeah, the bit of redundancy, I guess, is a good thing. Yeah, great. Wow. Uh, one of the, the posts kind of blew my mind today. Uh, it's, it's not that exciting, but it was, a, it was surprising to me, is Google has recommended placing videos on dedicated pages for maximum exposure. Now, if it was a major video, something of, of great consequence, uh, maybe a cornerstone content on your site, well, it'd be on its own page anyway. But um, in this case, they're suggesting anything with a certain amount of relevance that should be on their own page. Um, if they, this is an actual update to their video best practices for webmasters. They suggest this will gain maximum exposure in search for you. 
they've updated the section to say create a dedicated page for each video and they suggest making it prominent and you know don't worry you can still embed it video in within video with another content just ensure that it's the prominent piece of the page uh, they're also suggesting using you know, including the transcript or video description on the dedicated page beneath the video, which I think is a no brainer to anyone out there who's got some SEO basics, even simply because it adds more context to the page and, and gives something for uh, Google to index and the transcription, especially. Uh, one thing I'd be interested in learning, and I can look at the link again to see if there's anything obvious there, but do they mention the best ways to embed transcriptions? Um, is there a particular uh, transcription file format that they prefer, all that stuff? It's, you know, I keep thinking about that and forgetting to research it. <laughs> Are you aware, Scott? I'm not aware of any exact way they want it formatted or anything like that. Um, there, there probably is a pre preferential way. Uh, I know what a lot of people seem to do is, you know, you'll pull the auto transcription from YouTube and just post that in, you know, a, a P tag. Or, or in a span or a div or whatever in your HTML, quite simply. But um, there might be better ways to format that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was just doing a quick search to see if there's anything really obvious. And there's a lot of content here, but not an immediate answer for me. You know, it talks about subtitles and captions, and I understand that stuff and what's required for that. That's definitely a different animal entirely. But for a transcription, uh, it's... Uh, Oh yeah, here we go. Tips for creating a transcript file. This is from YouTube. Um, and it appears to, it's best to save it as a plain text file. Okay, that would have been my guess. Uh, but the formatting, uh, not what I've been doing. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh oh. Uh, yeah, oh, well. Anyways, um, time to do a little updating. See, we're always learning, even we are. Um, on a regular basis. Gosh, anyone who thinks that SEOs aren't learning on a regular basis doesn't understand the business. I'm constantly being surprised. Uh, and this is again, something that I've been meaning to look up. So I'm glad I did now. Uh, I'll post this so it's mentioned in the show notes. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some local SEO news. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. 
Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Vanak. All right, so I I always find value when I get a chance to do this. Uh, the good old local search forum.com uh, is, I, I love going through there and, and seeing what kind of posts are, are making waves. And one of them happens to be uh, uh, an issue that's taking place for um, local people with any kind of Google search or Google My Business listing. Essentially, there's been a, a Joy Hawkins reports that she's had a quote unquote, a ton of people contact me about suspensions in the last week, unquote. Uh, and people are going, what the heck is going on? It says due to suspicious activity. That's all they're being told. There's nothing else about it. And they're completely baffled as to why they've been suspended. Apparently it's a known issue uh, and you need to connect with them, uh, connect with Google or at least post in the Google My Business Forum. And the GMB Forum will, will at least make it aware to Google that these are issues. They're gonna ask for your business name or when you post, for, please provide your business name and address, the case ID for the reinstatement request. And this is uh, if you've already requested one um, and they will say they're sending it to you. Sometimes they'll actually give you a reinstatement. At the same time, uh, one of the examples, at the same time they received it, they received another suspension. <laughs> Email. It makes no sense. Um, anyways, include the reinstatement uh, request, the case ID, plus a link to where Google can see the business and that, and to ensure that it's real. Any photos you have that show the business exists, such as storefront photos, company truck, etc a link to the ex existing listing inside Google My Business dashboard. And, and here, you, when you go to Google or business, click on your listing, copy and paste the URL that's in your browser. So include that in there and post it to the GMB forum. And that will, uh, well, they're gonna help ensure that uh, Google sees these and hopefully just fix this up because who needs inexplicable suspensions? Uh, it's just, I don't know. I've ranted and raped before about it. But uh, Google Local is just, it's still so young. There's just so many things that they're always fixing. Uh, but at least they're fixing it at, in time. Next up, removing the online order functionality from a Google My Business listing. Now this has really ticked me off in the past and, and you know dealing with any kind of re um, restaurant or um, eatery or anything like that, oftentimes without their approval, uh, there is a, a listing below saying order and it says uh, Grubhub, um, DoorDash, all these different things are links. You can click on them and go to those places to order from, let's say it's your own restaurant. Well, you're like, well, no, I actually offer my own ordering. Why are they going to there? I don't want to pay any money to these companies um, or use them. I'd rather use my own. Well, someone has used what's called the online food opt-out form, which is apparently your ability, the ability offers the ability to have that removed. Now that's what I read. However, the, Google's response to the person who sent this in said, and I'll quote, I would like to inform you that the link to certain booking and ordering services can appear automatically within your business listings in Google search and Google maps. These links are updated automatically via third-party providers. There's no way to add, edit, or remove these links in Google My Business. 
Therefore, I regret to inform you that we would not be able to remove these links from our end. Unquote. This is Google replying. That's nice. Uh, that's infuriating. <laughs> so what they're suggesting uh, is a lengthy process of contacting each of the providers that are showing out there and asking them to remove you. What? Now, I know it, it's ridiculous. And, and, and I, you know, reading this particular thread, which again will be linked to within the, the show notes, they actually have tried that already and they were told to contact Google. <laughs> oh my lordy, this is just... So now if it's an ad showing up, and apparently this is becoming quite common, uh, if it's an ad showing DoorDash or something along those lines, uh, or in, in a more extreme case I'll get to in a second, uh, you have to bid on them to out push them out. So essentially you need to be bidding on your own name. It's just ridiculous. Now there's no way to remove that ad. In fact, uh, in, a, in a more extreme example I mentioned here, um, a concerned form members listing has quote, an ad for a lead gen company using, with a fake website using their client's logo to deceive customers, unquote. Now that should be pulled pretty darn quickly. Google's good about that as long as they're being notified about it. Uh, but how did that even get through? Don't they have an approval process? It just boggles my mind. That all seems anyway. so shady. It's so Wild West still. The local is just so unbelievably Wild West. It's mind boggling. What gets me is I don't use a lot of these food ordering services. Like you said, Grub, uh, Grubhub, DoorDash, Skip the Dishes, all those guys. But so let's say someone searches for your restaurant. They see your listing. There's the Skip the Dishes uh link so they click that they order now who's paying the fee that skip the dishes charges is that the business or is that the end consumer and is that transparent to the end consumer if it's them because you know that could really tick a lot of people off and get people not feeling good about the business they're trying to order from even though they have no say in it whatsoever so um i don't know about the from the restaurant ends whether or not they have to engage those companies somehow i don't think they do though um, and I know because we've ordered through DoorDash before, uh, house and we won't do it again necessarily, but, um, you have to pay a fee on top of everything. So it, let's say $6 for delivery plus the expected tip. Plus you're also tipping the company or the, the restaurant it becomes quite expensive. Uh, so I usually, I prefer, um, ordering directly from the restaurant either picking it up, of course, but if they're going to deliver, they use, I rather them use their own delivery service. And then I just tip a little bigger and it's still cheaper and I feel a little better about it. All right. So we have a question here. Uh, one of the, uh, actually, Michael did send another one in the end of the day. Thank you, Michael. Oh, did he? Um, yeah, he did. I've had, I haven't added it yet, but, uh, Michael, uh, Linehan, uh, posted a question about SEO factors. He says, what would you say are the top 10 SEO factors today? Now he did ask us to weight them and put numbers and stuff. I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's do the day, best yeah. we can here. <laughs> we didn't prep that well. Um, top 10 SEO factors today. Th this question could be its own show in itself, but uh, it really okay. should be in many ways. Um, I, I don't know. And this is listed in order. So I apologize. Maybe we'll make it a show. But uh, my first thought would be, you know, first of all, making sure that what you have on your site, you know, is actually uh, crawlable. That seems number one to me. 
<laughs> you know, I have a couple little notes written down and my number one issue is spider issues. So yeah, crawlability um, with, without yeah. a doubt. If they can't see it, well, good luck. And you know, it's funny. Uh, it's something that's overlooked sometimes. Like we have a client who one day their rankings just plummeted. We're like, what's going on? Where do their rankings go? And their content management system had upped. It's a proprietary system. And we believe what happened is it did an auto update. And for some reason, set all their top level category pages to no index. Oh and God. so that's bad. And so, yeah, spider issues. Check your, your crawlability, which is not really a word, but kind of is. Hey, it is so. In our okay. world, check your crawlability, which is most certainly a word. And, <laughs> and number one, do that for sure. The next part would be content. Of course, that's kind of broad. I mean, that alone probably could be a few points. Um, but let's just say content, you know, having original content, let's put that original, original content. Again, I don't know that this is an order. So bear with us, but we're doing our best on the fly. <laughs> Um, what did you have for a second? Maybe you'll counter, oh, counter that. My, my, my little notes are not in any particular order, okay. but, <laughs> but, they're, but they are things that are important. Um, I had internal 404 errors, which I guess could fall into spider ability and, and crawlability type stuff, but yeah. any kind of internal errors are, are a killer or they can be if it's bad. True. Um, I'll put crawlability slash errors. There we Unless go. Unless we run out of time and then we're going to take errors, you're going to make it known to the number of points. <laughs> um, original content, um, site structure. Now, I know that's sort of crawlability, but in a way it's not. It's, you know, um, let's call it navigation. Yeah, I, had, I was thinking navigational issues. I guess these aren't necessarily, SEO, I guess they are SEO factors. In a way, this is almost like a, an audit, what to check list, but it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, since you whip off all these audits all the time, this should be inherent to you. Well, I mean, we check a lot of things, but he did say top <laughs> 10. He said it top did. 10. <laughs> Dude. We're going to end up with uh, eight. I just know it. I know. Uh, well, we're at three. <laughs> I, I, you know, I would say these days, actually, this maybe should even be number one or number two, uh, mobility and speed, which could probably be clunked into Let's one say thing. But... Mobile friendliness, uh, uh, site speed. Site, site speed, slash yeah. page speed. And you could, if, if you're going to group it, you could group in core web vitals as part of that, even though on its own wouldn't stand in the top 10, but it's kind of a site speed, mobile utility. It's, they're, they're kind of all the same issue in a way. Yeah, it's true. That's true. You're taking away some valuable, valuable points though. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Um, well, I mean... If we go down to granular stuff, title tag's pretty damn big, um, but I, page optimization, I guess we'd say. Yeah, I, I would uh, still would include- up higher though. Yeah, I would still include title tags, meta descriptions, even though they'd be lower on the top 10, like maybe even number 10. Uh, I, I would say they're still like, title tags still matter. You know, it, it still does. You know, even though the weight's gone down, if your title tags all say homepage, you know, that's not okay. gonna be good for anybody. How often do we see that? It's ridiculous. Or just home. Often. Oh, all the time. I always know Every that's day. a that's a that's a safe bet. We can improve rankings for that client. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I would. Tags. I would say security's got to be up there as well. Hmm. Security, you know, things like uh, uh, mixed content, like HTTP versus HTTPS. If you've got security issues, it's not so much 
<clears throat> that your site has to be secure. It's that if it is secure and parts of it aren't, that that's where you get into trouble when it's a mix, I think. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, structured markup will be high on the list these days, I would say. Heck, I think okay. we talked about it twice today alone. It's true. And I mean, this also, these SEO factors, we're talking about on-site, not talking off-site. That's a whole nother thing. And we're not talking local SEO, which is another thing ent entirely too. Um, again, that's off-site. Uh, Google My Business, what's required there, all that sort of thing. Um, so we're at eight. Looks like here. We're at eight. Um, well, you can tell thing... we should have done this before you started the show. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't that have been great? Um, <laughs> I, I actually had on my list, and you just vetoed it by saying we're talking only on site. I was going to say inbound links and citations and that kind of stuff, but but I'm not allowed to say that because you just said it's uh, on site only. Yeah, there you go. What about, um, I don't know, I, I'd say user experience. It's user gotta experience, be up there. you know, that, that, helps with overall the context of the page as well because google tries to look at it as a you as a user so i think that's really important um partially built into navigation i would say especially if you've got a an e-commerce site or a, or something like that canonical tags would still be super important as well uh, but not always you know, if you've got a really small, like three page website, well, you should make it bigger, but if you image do... optimi I'm going to put image optimization as number 10, because that is pretty damn big. I, how many times do we see sites just failing utterly because they're optimized, their images are massive. Yeah. Images can be a big, uh, a big issue at times for sure. So let's see here. That's 10 already, but I know, you know, there's, there's concepts as well. We're not discussing here, such as. Uh, eat, expertise, authoritativeness, trustworthiness. Um, and a lot of that can be implemented through schema, through proper pages during you know, navigation and site structure. Uh, you know, we didn't mention H H1 tags and stuff like that. People may be going, what the hell? You know, there is no obvious correlation anymore. It's, it is a good policy to ensure from a pure user experience perspective that your page is structured well, so it, it's readable. And it also just makes it more digestible to crawling. But tech, like officially, there is no obvious example. Like if you have a heading one tag on a page versus not, it's not going to make an obvious difference in rankings. Uh, it's just a matter of, of good policies, filling in the, you know, checking off the boxes, right? But I would say these are the, the, the top, a good top 10 off the cuff. If you couldn't tell it was off the cuff. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty pro. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem with us is we've been doing this so long. Uh, this is my 25th year. And what's this yours? 19th? 19 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it almost, it's harder to do this now because we see all the little minutiae, but we're trying to filter that out. In any case, I hope that helps you, Michael. Um, lots there. We did a pretty decent job of the order, uh, but I probably would polish up a couple things. Maybe we'll do that for the, uh, the final show notes. <laughs> but, but you know, the order, again, would come down to the old two, two words, the two swear words, it depends. Oh, no. You, oh, it, no. it, yes. it, it, you got to say it every, every show. It can, <laughs> but it does, you know, depending on the size of your site and your market and, and all that. I mean, certain items would be more important than others. So I don't know if you really can prioritize it in a broad spectrum that would apply to everybody. 
Yeah, it's true. I mean, but we are trying to generalize it and that's fair enough. I think we did a decent job of that. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing and my company senior SEO, Scott Van Eck, thank you for joining us today. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com. And if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 podcast on Facebook. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air every week on WMR.FM. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember to have your pets spayed or neutered. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.